sports fans and welcome to the dale show sports episode two but overall episode 29 of the dale show uh still not back to conspiracies and whatnot i want to finish off my nhl preview view, 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 where i go through the eastern conference and tell you which players i think will do better this season than last season which players will do worse and the biggest addition to that each team made during the off season. And uh, if you watched episode one, I'm try I'm going to try to not say next up before every team. I noticed I was doing that when I was editing the podcast and it annoyed me. So it probably annoyed you, the listener, because you're not in love with your voice. Like I or my voice. Cause uh, I it's, it's almost weird because to make a podcast, you kind of have to love your own voice. Otherwise it's impossible to edit. Like when I make my podcast and I listen to it, I have to be able to be like, Hmm, I sound all right there or I sound bad there. But if you got to get over that whole, I hate the way my voice sounds because we all feel like that the first couple times we hear it recorded. And even if I don't do a podcast for a while and then I go back and like record one and then I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to do this. I mean, the best way to get around this was if I had a producer who would just edit these for me and that would be a glorious because editing sucks. I'm just going to admit it. Like I'm a one man show here while well, Jeff usually co-hosts with me. So it's kind of two, but I do all the like editing and putting in the the like sweet 3d graphic thing i found for the names and i do that all myself and it uh i hate it i hate it so much well i don't well it's i don't know if i say i hate it because it's still making the podcast which i love so it's a piece of what i love but of what i love it's my least favorite piece let's say that and the worst part is when i do this by myself Every time I take a drink, I have to go back and edit that all out. The Like, it sounds weird, but one of the main reasons I like doing these with two people is so I don't have to edit when I drink. Because I drink a lot. Like, not like drink drinks. Like, I'm, these are alcohol-free beers because I'm a fat wiener. I don't know. Every time I say pussy, my co-hosts give me trouble. So I feel like I'm not supposed to say pussy anymore, but it's one of those words. You just, it just nothing suits as nice as I don't even want to say poignant because you can't really say the word pussy is poignant, but it feels poignant because when you say it, people know exactly what you mean. And it's like, it's almost like the expression of that word has evolved to mean a certain very specific thing. And there's nothing that's come along to replace it. Like, cause you want to say wiener, which is a good start. And then you want to say lame or dorky. So it's like, it's like a mixture of wiener, lame, dork, weak. It's a mixture of all this. It's like, it's like a word that has like five compound meanings. So it just means so much. So it's so hard to get it, give up. But anyways, I'm uh, going to stop whining about why i should be able to use that word uh yeah so last week i did the western conference this week i'm doing the eastern conference which is weird because it's like i feel like i don't know the eastern conference as good as i do the western conference because i've been paying more attention to the western conference because like i said last week my favorite team is the oilers my old favorite team was the canucks i switched i'm a bandwagon guy what are you gonna do you can't do nothing because i'm allowed to like who i like and you're allowed to like who you like so don't worry jump bandwagons oh and i also mentioned i'm picking a favorite team from each conference this year so in the pacific i have the oilers in the central I'm going to go with the Yotes because I don't know. I just love an underdog. 
And in the Atlantic, uh, you know, I got to go with Buffalo for no better reason than I have Tage Thompson in my fantasy hockey pool. And he killed it the last couple of years. This year, he's off to a slow start. It's tough to say. I would say I like Detroit because the Brinkat's there because he's a guy I've, I've had on my fantasy teams in the past and he always delivers. And right now, he's leading the the whole league in points. He's got 12 points in here. I'm going to pull up that window so I can tell you exactly. He's got 12 points in six games. He has eight goals in six games. He might have the most goals in the league right now. Just let me click on this. Yeah, he does. He has Alex Debrinkat has the most goals in the league. He's, he has played six games in other, and like Jack Hughes has only played four. And Tavares has only played five. Oh, but Tavares only has two goals. Uh, my boy Leon Dreisaitl's only played five go- games, and he's got four goals. Anyways, I digress. Debrinkat, apparently a change of view, getting top-line minutes, top PP1 minutes is doing good for him. I guess asking to be bled out of Ottawa is good. You know what's funny? He's not even my guy who's going to do better this year. Oh, I have to digress something. I made this list almost a month ago. I was like, I've been working on it for like a month and a half. So if my picks look stupid after the first two weeks of hockey, after the first six games, I'm sorry. I wanted to stick with my original picks. I wanted to be honest about it. I didn't want to just go, hey, uh, go back and edit them to make it look like I'm smarter than I am. Like I didn't want to go and change it. So Debrinkat was my pick for Detroit, even though I should have guessed, but I didn't pick him anyways. I'm going to start. I feel like that's enough preamble. Is that enough preamble? Enough pre ramble more like it. <laughs> Cause get it. Cause I, cause I, I ramble so much. Okay. Anyways, um, Let's start off at the Atlantic Division with Boston. Up, I'm going to say Marchand. Marchand. Marchand? Marchand? Ugh. It's so hard because, like, in, in Canada, we always have, like, the French version just nipping in our ear because we're a bilingual country. Anyways, Marchand. I know some people say Marchand. Marchand. Wow. I don't know why I can't remember how to say this guy's name. I feel so dumb right now. Anyways, he's the guy who's going to improve the most on the Boston Bruins this year because last year was the first time he was less than a point of point per game since 2015 and 16 and down. I'm going to say Pasternak because last year he had 113 points, which is pretty bonkers, but he was also a plus 34, which is godlike. And, even though Boston's unbeat undefeated and they're four for four this year so far, I was going to be like, they lost too many pieces to be good again this year. But I guess my old picks that I picked a month ago are just showing up. They just aged like milk. But anyways, I don't think Pasternak can get 113 points and be plus 34. Maybe he can do one or the other. Maybe he'll do less, like a little bit uh, less in both categories. I don't think he's going to throw up a dog shit year. I just think he's going to be less. And the biggest additions that they made in the uh, offseason, I'm going to say Lucci, Shattenkirk, and Van Riemsdyk because they're all in their mid-30s and they're all working on a year contract for a million so it's hard to pick which one of those three but those are really the only names they added if i had to pick if you had to twist my rubber arm i'm gonna say the biggest addition would be lucic pun intended because he's huge and he can throw fisties and i don't know lucic is one of those guys where you feel like he's a scumbag player and you should hate him but you just appreciate him because he's like one of those grinders and I don't know as much. I just could never hate him. He's just old school hockey. And I don't know what happened to his neck. He actually has some genetic disorder where his neck shrinks. And I can't remember. Or it's not, it's not shrinks. 
it just curves like this. So it's like, like his neck here, it goes like, it goes in and then up. So his head is like forward and up. And he actually, it's weird because you figure if you have like some genetic, like neck disforming, uh, disorder you figure the last thing you'd want to do is be a fighter in a hockey league but i mean he's keeping it together so far moving right i almost said next up buffalo i right after i said i wouldn't say it i was just like caught myself but i'm gonna say moving right along to buffalo um up i'm gonna say their goalie levi or is it levy I, i've heard both pronunciations my brother's name is spelt his my brother's first name is Levi, and it's spelled the same, and it's a biblical name, so I'm just going to say Levi. If I'm wrong, sue me. The guy played six, he's played like what, nine NHL games so far, whatever. But how bad does Florida feel for losing this guy? Anyways, he's going to be the Nesha Sturkin. He's only played, what did I say? He only played seven games last year after his college season ended, but I think... I was going to say he was going to be at least the backup instead of playing a season in the AHL, but I think we might be seeing a guy go straight from college to starting goalie, which is absolutely bonkers for goalies because usually they take a year or two to season. They don't want to rush their development because their little leggies bend too far and it hurts their... I don't know much about goalies, but I always know that they always leave them in the AHL for a couple seasons. And then you're always like, where's that guy? Where's he coming? I want to see him play, but he's had all right numbers. He's actually injured right now. I have him on my fantasy team. So I've been paying attention. He's injured. So I guess that's to the point of not rushing these guys, 10 NHL games because their body can't hold up um, down. I'm going to say Skinner. Last year was a one-off, and he'll be back to his normal points. He was pretty good last year, but, mm, you know. And the biggest addition that Buffalo made is, I guess, Clifton. Three years at 3.33 per. I mean, I'm not familiar with this player, but 3.33's got to mean something. Like he's got to make a little bit of a dent. I don't know. Previously mentioned Detroit. And up, if I was smart, I would have said to bring Cat because everybody saw it coming. He left Ottawa. He went to Detroit. He's on first line. He's getting PP1 minutes. But nope, I'm going to say Raymond. He had a really good rookie year. Last year in his sophomore, he had a little bit of a slump. And he is on the top line with Larkin and bring Cat with PP1 minutes. And, uh... Maybe he'll uh, get all us fantasy owners to forget how terrible he did last year. It's funny because I had Raymond, who's on the top line, getting PP1 minutes, and DeBrincat was right there. Anyways, down, I'm going to say Perrin, but not much. Last season, he had 56 points, 52 penalty minutes. I just think they'll flip. He'll get a little bit less points, a little more penalty minutes. I mean... Depending how you look at it, I guess that's down. So, yeah, that's it. The biggest uh, addition, obviously, to bring Cat. <laughs> He's the top guy in Detroit now. He's leading the league with 12 points. And I think this year will be the first time he gets 50 goals. Yeah. This guy, to bring Cat hasn't even scored 50 goals yet in his career. And he's already at eight goals in six games. He's going to get 50 goals. And, uh. What if he gets it in 50? Oh, my God. Could you imagine if DeBrincat was the first guy to get 50 goals in 50 games since, like, who was the last guy to do it? Oh, it was in the 90s. There was a guy who did it. Why can't I remember this name? Anyways, he did it, but it didn't count because he got 50 goals in 50 games, but he was injured, and he missed the first, like, five or six games of the season, so they don't count it because it's the 50 goals – in 50 games is 50 goals and your team paying, playing 50 games, which is stupid. It should just be 50 goals in 50 games that you play. And did I maybe curse to bring cat from getting 50 goals in 50 games? 
Maybe. I mean, it would have been, oh, man, McDavid didn't even do it last year. Could you imagine if DeBrincat gets 50 goals in 50 games, I might have to stop cheering for Buffalo and I will cheer for Detroit because I am a wagon jumper and they will have earned my fanship. Plus, I really like DeBrincat anyway. Like, every time a player does really good on my fantasy team, I debate getting a knockoff journey from China because I'm poor. I can't afford 250 bucks for a jersey. But I, so I, like, I contemplate getting like a $40 knockoff one from DH Gate. I did one year with um, Bailey off the Islanders. He's not even in the league anymore. And then I was actually going to get one. Funny story. I was going to get one from DeBrincat when he was still on the Blackhawks, but I asked my girlfriend who has, um, First Nations, she's partly First Nations, and I was like, would it offend you if I had a uh, Blackhawks jersey with, like, the First Nations guy's face? And she said, yeah, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to do it. And then when he went to Ottawa, I was like, oh, I could get a jersey now. And I was like, Ottawa kind of sucks. And DeBrincat sucked on Ottawa. And Detroit is a big D. Dale starts with a D. Okay, if DeBrincat gets 50 goals, in 50 games, not only will I be change my allegiance to Detroit from Buffalo, the Detroit will be my Eastern team. And no, they can't. They can't win me from the Oilers. But I will get a DeBrincat Detroit jersey. I'll try to get one with a D on it. Yeah, that'd be dope. Let's go down south to Florida. Barkov is the guy who I think is going to be uh, moving up this year. He's going to reassert himself after Tuchuk came in like a bright shining star. I think Barkov has been out of the spotlight, and this might be a year where he wins it back. Down, I'm going to say Bobrovsky. Last season, he had a time machine, and he went back like, looked like he looked 10 years younger. But this year, I think it's going to be like that Dorian Gray, you know, where he didn't age, but that photo or that painting in his attic aged and then someone like found it and they went nuts. I'm think Bavrosky this year is going to be the painting and not Dorian gray. And, uh, and especially because he like he still has a broken heart from losing in the finals after he put on a clinic in the playoffs. But I think that was just a bit too much. And the biggest acquisition is Casey Fitzgerald because Gerald Fitz Casey. I know this is a terrible joke, but I got nothing. Panthers got nobody. So I had to resort to like that f terrible joke. Montreal. My guy going up is Caulfield Caulfield. I don't know why I said Caulfield. Let's see how many points he has. I saw, I think I saw that he had scored a bunch. Oh man. Looking through the list, it's going to take a bit. Sorry, this was a bad idea. He's not in the top 30, and there's no search. Let's just, you know what? I'm going to search it up in my fantasy app because I can do that way quicker. And then doing it online, I just go to players. Oh, my God. Caulfield, there we go. Colton Caulfield stats. Oh, he only has five points this season. All right. Three goals and two apples. So what did what was my prediction? My prediction was last year he had 26 goals in 46 games because he was injured. So he only played like just over half a year. So this season, I think he's going to get over 40 goals, which is not that, bit, not that uh, wild of a prediction. So... That's a pretty safe one. So there you go. A nice, mild, 40-goal season from Caulfield. Down, no one's going to play worse on this team than last year because, like Calgary, everybody was terrible last year. And if anybody plays even terribler this year, they shouldn't be in the NHL because last year, the team was dog shit. I can't even believe this is the same team that made the finals. Like three years, two years ago, three years ago. Ooh, that was ter terrible. They lose to Tampa. No, they would. Uh, yeah, I think they lost to Tampa. 
that loss was so bad it ended Carey Price's career. Uh, the biggest acquisition for Montreal is Newhook. He's going to put the 14 points that he made last year to good use. <laughs> going to Ottawa now. That team I said, I've never hated Ottawa, but they're one of those teams that are just like, even that one year, like forever ago when they're doing good, he's just like, you don't want to cheer for them because you're just like, blah. It's just like, I don't know. You don't hate them, but you never like them. They're always in the middle. They're like uh, Minnesota Wild. It's just like you can never hate them because there's no reason to hate them, but you just don't get excited for them. But anyways, uh, up I have Stutzel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's one of those dumb names that you say all hot, all weird. Um, him and Brady Tuchuk are the two bright stars of Ottawa, and I think Stutzel's going to get over 100 points this year. He, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I was going to say he got pretty close last year, but I don't even know what he got last year. I know he did good. I have him in one of my fantasy pools, so that's good. Um, Boy. All right. You know what? You can look it up if you want to know how many points. I don't, it's too much to like Google how many points a guy has and then go to last year because I can't look in my fantasy app. So that's the fastest way. But, anyways, um, down I'm going to say Corpusalo. He had a 9.914 uh, save percentage last year with the crappy Los Angeles Kings. And Ottawa is so much worse than Los, than, uh, Los Angeles. So his. Save percentage is definitely going to suffer. The biggest acquisition, um, there's they had made so many free agencies or so many big. A, uh, sorry, they made so many acquisitions. They ran the fantasy or the free agency pool dry. I think they had ten grabs. Like they grabbed ten people, ten players or something. They counted before, but um, yeah. So. I'm going to have to say Corpusalo again because he's the only name of those 10 that I could really point. That really sticks out. Next up. See, I could say it because I only said it once this time. I didn't say it for every team. Like, okay, sorry. I'm getting all up in my head about this. I'm getting all meta on the podcast and I'm noticing things that hopefully you guys didn't notice and get annoyed by. Tampa. Rampa Tampa. Up, I'm going to say Janot. After getting just four points in the 20 games since they traded for him, he's going to have to make that boatload they paid for him seem worth it. They had picks one to five in different years. Um, Cal Foote, the guy going the other way with those picks, got four points in 23 games, and he even started the season in the AHL. So, whatever. Down, I'm going to say Kucherov. He had 113 points last year. He'll get just as much as he stays if he stays healthy, but he won't. And the biggest acquisition is Connor Sheary. Last year, he pay, played all 82 games, which will be more than Vasilevsky, which doesn't really have any pertaining to anything that I just want to say. Vasilevsky's injured. And Tampa Bay is nothing without Vets. Well, I guess they are something, but he's the best goalie in the league. And to lose him will hurt Tampa. And I just want to deflect because Connor McDavid is currently injured. He's going to miss the next five games. So I guess that's what I get for making fun of a team losing their best player is my team loses their best player. And I get to eat humble pie. <laughs> Let's head over to Toronto. To see the team with the worst fans in the league. Sorry, guys. You just, you're obnoxious. My good friend, Marty, he's a super huge Toronto Maple Leafs fan. And he's tolerable. But if he talks about the Leafs too much, mm. plus he gets to dig on me because the Oilers started this season virgin terrible. So that hurts. And my player who's going to go up this year is Matthews. The year before last, he won the heart. He had 60 goals. Last year, he had 40 goals. This year, in two games, he had six. He hasn't scored again since, but I feel like he's going to be up around 60 goals again. 
Down, I'm going to say Marner or Nylander. I feel like one of them is going to get traded. I don't know what cap magic they did because when I took these notes, the Leafs were $3 million over the cap, and they didn't really make too many moves. So I guess if their cap space ninjury can't continue, they're going to have to get rid of either Marner or Nylander. And I think knowing that might affect them, so they might do worse. And if one of them gets traded, I think it will affect their... Well, actually, I don't even know if... Okay. Of this totally made-up list that I made where I say who's going to do better or worse for each team, if they get traded and they do worse later does that still count as my prediction because technically on their they're on a different team so they're not doing well you know what i'm just going to say it of marner and nylander i feel like one of them will get traded whichever one gets traded will do worse and the biggest acquisition that toronto made was um their cap i don't know how a team near the cap last year picked up reeves klingberg Bertuzzi, Domi, they were 13.25 over the cap, but 10.3 of that is used up in long-term injury reserve. So I got to hand it to the cap guys in Toronto. Their bean counters are counting beans. Their bean counters are counting beans. That's the best thing you can say about Toronto. And the last division is the Metropolitan Division. Did I say who I was going to cheer for in this division? No, I didn't. I got distracted. I said I was going to cheer for Buffalo. So you know what? I'm cheering for... the In the Atlantic Division, I'm cheering for Buffalo. Could change to Detroit, depending on how good DeBrincag does. And in the Metropolitan, this is probably... My least favorite division, not like my least favorite, but it's got so many ho-hum teams. I mean, it's got Pittsburgh and Washington, so you figure I would love it because it's got Crosby and Ovechkin, but it's not 10 years ago, so I don't really care. Philly's kind of, they're like, they're one of my favorite teams from when I was a kid because of Hextall and stuff, but they're, they're mid for the last decade, New York Rangers, I've never really cared about. Although, yeah, no. Nah, uh, New York Islanders, mm, Horvat went there, nah. Yeah, Columbus, nah. New Jersey, eh. let's go with Carolina. I like how they were doing the storm surge. I mean, at the beginning of this year, Money Puck had them. And the Oilers is the highest odds to win the cup. And then we could have a sweet 2005 redo, rematch, blood feud where uh, the Oilers don't lose Rollison, but they don't have a goalie to lose in the final. So I don't even know if they'll make it there, but I'm going to go with Carolina. And I think the player who's going to do the best on Carolina is Aho. He had 67 points in 75 games. He's been a star for years, but now I feel like that he's got that 9.75 fat bag for eight years. I feel like he's going to take that step and become a superstar. Is he going to get 100 points? I doubt it. Going from 75 to 100 is a big leap, even though he'll have 15 more games to do it. I don't know. I'd say, let's say he's going to go... He's going to be around 90 points. That's what I'll say. Down, I'm going to say Anderson. I thought this guy was like 100, but he's only 34, which I guess is kind of old for a goalie. <clears throat> Probably got him confused with Anderson instead of Anderson because Anderson was the guy on Buffalo, and Anderson is the guy who used to play for Toronto. And Anderson retired this year so i'm super pumped because now i don't have to fucking get them confused and try to remember which one is which but um last year anderson got 903 save percentage but ranta had 9.10 
this might finally be the year that Ranta's wheels don't fall off and he ends up stealing starts back from Anderson. So I feel like Anderson is going to go down, not like his save percentage, but his starts. So it'll be like he'll play less games. I mean, that's if Ranta stays healthy. And has Ranta ever stayed healthy? Like Ranta was one of those guys who's like supposed to be like maybe top 15 starters, but then he's never been healthy enough long enough to be a starter. And the biggest acquisition by the Hurricanes is D'Angelo. Everyone, everyone hates this guy, but he keeps finding a team. And this is even his second time for the Canes. They traded him away last year and then they picked him back up in the off season. So like, there's gotta be something going on with this guy. Okay. Next up. Shit. I did it again. Okay. We're going to talk about Columbus. Sorry. I'm doing this to you guys where I'm looking at stuff again. But I'm trying to figure out if Line A is injured. He's on the IR. Uh, Okay, so Line A I had as my guy who was going to be sneaky. Because he's been a sneaky almost points per game. Even though he only played 55 games last year. This year looks like it's not going to be much better. Because that jerk from Calgary Anderson just headhunted him and put him out. He's on LTIR. That's what he's listed as. So I think that means he's going to miss at least nine games from when they put him on there. So that's anywhere from two weeks to three weeks of play. So I guess he's technically week to week right now. He's played four games. Missing nine. That'll be third. Uh... So if he misses nine, that'll be 73. So if he doesn't get injured again, he'll play more than last year. But if he holds up his point per game, we'll see. But he has been underproducing. Down, I'm going to say Jenner. He had 26 goals in 68 games, most on the Columbus team last year. Yeah, that's right. The highest scoring A guy on Columbus only had 26 goals. And that's with Goudreau. That's terrible. And the worst part is, I don't even think Jenner's going to get 26 goals again this year. Sorry, Boone Jenner. Even though I love Boone Jenner because I would always say his name, Boone Jenner. And that's because when I worked on the editing desk, not the editing desk, I worked in... For the Calgary, uh, the Calgary Sun, the paper, and this was the year that Boone Jenner was in the um, World Juniors, and he would like anytime he came up, I would just say Boone Jenner, so he's always stuck in my head, and it's funny because he's not a household name, like he's not a good enough player for everybody to know his name, but I'll never forget it because I kept singing it that whole time I was doing designing graphics for the world junior. So he's just stuck in my brain forever. I mean, that's probably why I even picked him as to be the down guy. Like would anybody else who's making predictions even have Boone Jenner on their radar to be worse this year? Probably not. And Columbus biggest, best acquisition was probably getting rid of Babcock as the coach before he ever even played a game there because Babcock is ridiculous and he was up to his old the funny okay i guess if you don't know what happened so babcock used to coach for the toronto maple leafs and i can't remember what happened but apparently everybody hated him so much that he kind of got soft canceled and by soft canceled i mean he's back four years later so obviously he wasn't like canceled canceled but apparent but so he was like a he didn't like touch people or anything it wasn't like a me too canceling it was more like this guy is a gigantic dickhead and he's toxic and he hurts everybody's feelings canceled so like i think what he did in toronto this is the rumor if i have this straight if i can remember this rumor correctly so what he did was he went to marner and he said hey marner make me a list of all the players on your team and tell me everything that you think they're doing badly And don't worry, I'll keep it a secret. I won't tell anybody. 
And then he just told everybody what Marner thinks they were doing wrong. And he just caused all this strife in the locker room. And then he like kicked somebody in the back because they didn't listen to him on the bench. So he was like, I guess he got canceled for being physically abusive, but I don't know. Anyways. And then, so this year he was meeting up with um, the Columbus players and on spitting chicklets, there's this guy, Biz Nasty. He's an ex player for the Arizona Coyotes. And he was saying some of the players texted him and said that uh, Babcock was taking their phone and going through their camera roll to see what kind of person they were, to see, I guess, if they were just loud and obnoxious. And like, it's weird because you're like, why would you look through that and how would that help you coach them? Which everybody should say, like, hey, why would you need to look at this? How is that going to help you coach people? And uh, then they're just like, uh, and then, like, the team was just like, all right, we don't fucking need to deal with this. You're gone. So they fired him before he even started. And I guess you could say Biz got gets the credit for getting Babcock canceled. Hi. Uh, if you're watching this, you've noticed... That I'm wearing a different shirt and the whole... Well, the scenery hasn't changed. So I'm just in a different spot. Because what happened was my computer shit the bed. It's entirely my fault. I knew my hard drive was filling up. But I was like, I should be able to record. And it's funny because last time... This is the next day. So I'm recording this second part of the Eastern Conference on Tuesday... Every team in the NHL is playing right now, but I had to get in here to finish this because I got to get this list done before too much of the hockey season goes on because two weeks to do into the season to do previews is too deep. But, it, well, anyways, I was saying it's funny that that happened because I stopped recording after I did Columbus. So I did like 37 minutes and I was like, oh, I better stop recording because I don't want if something happens, I don't want to lose the whole thing. I just want to lose a chunk. And I guess maybe I jinxed myself because then I recorded the last 20 minutes, the last of the Eastern conference. It was probably my magnum opus. I don't know if I'll ever make jokes that funny again. I was talking about how Philadelphia flyers should have a pumpkin Jersey and all that glorious stuff, but we'll see where it goes. I might not even make that, pumpkin jersey because i brought it up now and it'd be awkward if i try to stumble it back in but i usually like to just play it by ear and go from my notes and then just say what pops into my head let's keep this list going let's move on to new joysy does anybody else have that thing where you can't say like boston or new jersey or certain cities or like minnesota you got to say it in like some accent which is just my terrible interpretation of what their accent is. So, New Jersey, we'll move there. And uh, for New Jersey, I have the most improved on the team. I'm going to say it's going to be Jack Hughes. And I'm not wrong so far because Jack Hughes is absolutely killing it this year. He's played, well, I haven't seen what he did tonight, but he's played four games previously to Tuesday, October 24th, and he has four goals and six assists in four games. That's nuts. Ten points. So I guess my, uh, my, uh, prediction, I don't know why I couldn't think of the word prediction. That's not good. Maybe I have brain cancer. Anyways, my prediction of Jack Hughes doing well this year is looking to be playing out. And, uh, yeah. I mean, does anything look smarter than the Jersey Devils giving him that 8-for-8 eight eight contract a couple years ago with the cap going up and him playing like an absolute superstar? Um, Down this year coming up, I'm going to say Dougie Hamilton. And basically, it's just he had a career year last year. And you can't have a career year every year. And he's a new team. I think he was, God, I think he was with Carolina last year. Yeah. And then he got signed by, um, traded to New Jersey. 
I told you I didn't know the East Coast or the East Conference. And if I was smart, I would have looked up all this stuff. But that, I, I also don't want to spend like three hours on this super deep explana- explanation of every team or whatever. So let's just, if he's wrong, please correct me. But I think last year Dougie Hamilton played on Carolina and he had a career year. And this year I feel like his stats are going to go down. The biggest acquisition by New Jersey Devils was Toffoli from the Flames. He's coming off a career year, another career year. I guess New Jersey's just picking up people so they can have the disappointing slump after their career years. But Toffoli had 73 points last year. It's a pretty good get. The New York Islanders. I'm thinking we're going to have Sorokin in the Vesna. Uh, conversation this year, especially with Vass missing a big chunk at the beginning of the season. I'm just going to pull up the stats on what Sorokin... This is just going to be me now. I'm just going to say who my predictions were and then go look at the standings and see if my predictions were right. But um, Sorokin, I got to go par... Ooh, oh, shite. I should have done this. I should have looked this up before. Four, I said, I was like, oh, I'm going to just look at the stats. It's going to be easy. I'll find the guy right away. Oh, he's 14th. He's played three games and his save percentage is 0.914, which is pretty good. So I think uh, he'll get there. Down for the New York Islanders, I'm going to say Nelson. Maybe I'm just bitter because he won the shot accuracy competition last year in the All-Stars, which was ridiculous. I mean, Connor McDavid went eight for eight, but he just took a little bit longer to aim than Kadri did, and then Kadri put him out, and then Kadri shot the bed, and Nelson beat him. I mean, I guess that's the thrill of competition is it's not always the best. It's a bit of luck. It's a bit of what are you doing right now for me? Not, I don't know. That's saying, what have you done for me lately? Well, I guess Brock Nelson, what have you done for me lately? He beat Kadri, who beat Connor McDavid in the accuracy competition. Biggest acquisition for the New York Islanders was a bunch of scrubs. But I guess if I had to pick, I'd say Brian Pino because two years ago, he played two NHL games. They haven't really picked up anything else. The New York Rangers, up and down, is kind of, yeah. So, last year's Abinijad had 91 points, and Panarin had 92 points. So, my bold prediction is those two players are going to get 183 points between them. But, Zabinijad is going to eclipse Panarin this year, and I'm going to guess maybe, I'm, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Let's say Zabinijad gets 100 points this year and Panarin only gets 82, 83. So let's, okay. Final prediction is Zabinijad gets 101 points and Panarin gets 82. That would make Zabinijad up and Panarin the downer because he's going from 92 points to 82. I mean, 82 points is still really good. That's still a point per game if he plays the whole season. But it's less than what he had last year. So that's my caveat. That's how I get out of it. And my biggest acquisition for the New York Rangers was Quick. Originally, I predicted that Quick would just be a good mentor for Shesterkin and like talk to him and stuff. But if you go look at the standings right now, Quick is... The best player, and he's not the best goalie in the NHL. If you go by just the stand, the list of the uh, goaltender stats, he's the best player because he has the lowest goals against average per game, which is 0.7. But he's only played 86 minutes, so I think he started a game and then came in as relief for Shesterkin because he has less than a point a game and doesn't have a shutout, so... That's my super smart guy thing. But he's only had faced 28 shots, but his save percentage is 0.964. And that is the highest in the league. And I don't know about you. John Quick was my favorite goalie when he was in his heyday. Right now, I mean, I still really like him. He's He was coached by Ranford in Los Angeles, so you could see a lot of Ranford style show through. 
and Ranford was my boy because I was an Oilers fan as a kid. So I love seeing Quick at the top of the goalie stats. Maybe it's only because it's the beginning of the year and we're only two weeks in and they haven't had enough time. He hasn't like had enough ice time for his stats to get fully bungled up by him letting in goals and stuff, but he's still the biggest get for the New York Rangers. Let's go to Philly. Philly's a mid team. I don't know. I like, I, I feel like, Philly's always been one of those teams where it's like, maybe this year they'll be good. And then they kind of shit the bed. And then I kind of just gave up on them. And I'm like, well, Philly's never terrible. They haven't been terrible for a while because then they haven't got a high enough pick. But they haven't been good. I mean, they might make the playoffs this year. Might not. But uh, my biggest up, the biggest gainer for this year the season coming up, I'm going to say Hart. He had a .907 save percentage last year, which is all right. I mean, in this day and age with goals scoring being so high, any goalie that's over 900 is pretty good. But that's just not the Carter Hart we all fell in love with. And we like he was Shesterkin before Shesterkin was Shesterkin. He was just some hot young stud goalie who came out of nowhere and everybody like became a household name. Cause we were all like, Holy shit, this heart guy. I mean, it might be because my fantasy hockey league is kind of goalie heavy. So they get you more points than the other position. So when someone grabbed heart off the free agency and he ended up lighting it up in his first year and then looked like made uh i think it was my brother levi that looked like the smartest manager in the fantasy hockey league so we kind of remember that and he's kind of just been sliding down since then but i think this year he's gonna get it back um let me see what his stats are right now two weeks into the season hey boy this is another uh, i keep doing this one day, I'm just going to be smart about stuff, and I'm not going to... Oh, he's tied for 10th with Alex Nedeljkovic. I probably shouldn't have even brought that up because I can't say his name. So, Carter Hart's played four games, has three wins, one loss, 2.01 goals against average. Uh, he's got 105 saves out of 113 shots. That's for .929 save percentage, which is pretty good, and he has a shutout. All right, looks like my prediction once again is coming true. And I don't, I don't know. I don't want to ha- try convince you to believe me that I didn't make these recently, but I did make these before the season started. You don't have to believe me, but I did. I researched it. Anyways, uh, the biggest down, I'm going to say Konechny. Uh, the risk... The Philly roster got rinsed out. They let go of a lot of guys, and he's kind of the only name I recognize off the team. I'm sure there's some guys else guys on there. Else guys. I'm sure there's some other players on the Philadelphia Flyers I'd recognize if I did a deep dive onto the team. But there's 32 teams in the NHL, and I can't do a deep dive for these predictions because, like I said the last time I was making excuses for not knowing stuff with New Jersey, that I just... I can't look that deep into it because this podcast would take forever and I've already had to record it twice. So, you know, okay. And the biggest acquisition is a list of stuff. Um, so the 2023 first round pick from Columbus and Oliver Bonk 2000. Oh no, sorry. They drafted Oliver Bonk. Because they they made this trade last uh, in the off season, and they got the trade, and they picked up Oliver Bonk during the draft. I should have been able to say that more clearly, but hey, they got the 2024 second round pick from Columbus, 2024 second round pick from LA. They they got Helgi Grand, they got Cal Peterson, and they got Sean Walker, all from a Provorov trade. Now, do any of those players turn out to be good? Is Oliver Bonk good? Will he be good? I really hope so because Oliver Bonk is a badass name and I want to say Bonk as much as I can in the coming years. Didn't even end up making a pumpkin jersey joke. Oh, 
It's past. I can't try to falsely relive what happened the first time I recorded this. So let's just move on to Pittsburgh. Up, I'm going to say Gwensel. He's been hovering around a goal every other game for the last five seasons. And this season, I think he's going to figure it out and he's going to get 50 goals. Down, Crosby. This is funny. Because I'm saying Crosby's going to be down. I'm not going to say Crosby sucks because he's still wicked. And he's going to, like, Crosby on the I'm an old guy and I'm slowing down is he slows down to become closer to a point a game. Because he's been over a point a game for pretty much his whole career. Also, again, didn't do a deep dive. And him going down to a point per game is a slowdown. And that's wild. But... I feel like he's going to slow down and he's going to get to closer point of game. And the Pittsburgh Penguins' biggest acquisition in the offseason was Carlson. I mean, it's fucking Carlson, man. Like, San Jose traded so much to get him and then they, tri- they like, did this big three-way, big nuts trade and with uh, Penguins in the offseason. And Carlson had 100 points last year. Four... A defenseman. That's ridiculous. But I don't think he's going to get 100 points on Pittsburgh this year because I feel like Pittsburgh has more offensive. And it was like on San Jose, he kind of got exploited for his offensiveness because they didn't have too many weapons. So this year, they might expect him to play a little more defensively, a little less offensively. But he's still the biggest acquisition. He's still Carlson. He's still going to look good in his goatee. Or I guess you call it a Van Dyke because it doesn't join at the sides. Learn that from Ted Lasso. The final team to close out my Eastern Conference predictions for the NHL preview is Washington. And this one's kind of like, this one's a kind of a little caveat because my player who's going to be up is Ovechkin. He's the Russian machine. He will not break. He's chasing Gretzky's goal. He's chasing Gretzky's goal record. Um, He needs 71 because he scored. He scored tonight. So he has... Oh, man, if I can look. Anyways, he has 71 games to catch him. So I just got to find out how many games Ovechkin has played because... In the offseason, he had 140 games to do to catch Gretzky's record, and that would have been faster than Gretzky did it. But I've been told when I pointed that out to hockey nerds that that's not something that matters that much. To me, I don't know. It's kind of weird because it's kind of a big deal to do it. I mean, it's it's a big deal to break a Gretzky record. I mean, they're not all cast in stone, but it's still, they're, it's Gretzky. They're his records. Okay, he's played five games, Ovechkin, and he has one goal. So that means he has 135 games left to score 71 goals to tie Gretzky's record in the same amount of time that Gretzky did it. Now, do I realistically believe he will beat Gretz's record? I feel like he can get 71 more goals in a season and a half. I think all he's going to do, and especially now that he's broken the seal, like the first four games, he didn't score a goal. And everybody was like, oh my God, is Ovechkin done? Is he going to chase this record? But I feel like now that he like got his slump buster goal, He's going to score a lot of goals. I feel like he's going to do it by next season. He'll pro- I feel like he'll get 40 this year and 33 next year, and he will beat the record by one. And then you know what? Dirty secret. Maybe he retires. Hmm. That would be ridiculous. And then down for the Washington Capitals. This is, this is the caveat. I think it's going to be Ovechkin. Not because he's not going to score less goals or anything, but I feel like he's going to be chasing the Gretzky goal record so hard that he's not going to be getting any assist. So like I said, he's going to get 40 goals, but he's going to get like maybe 10 assists. So he's going to go down to 50 points. 
And the biggest acquisition in the offseason for the Washington Capitals was Pacioretty. Over the last four seasons, he's been roughly a point a game. But last year, he fucking blew out, was it his Achilles? In the preseason? And the, well, anyways, he only ended up playing five games for the Hurricanes. Was it? It might have been in practice or something. I think he stepped on a stick, which is a terrible way to injure yourself. Like, if you get smoked into the boards and then you get injured, like, that's like, that's a good injury and you have feel no guilt. But it's like, if you step on a stick and you're like, leg goes like so your foot goes like this and it stretches out your achilles and then like you go to push off that then the like just rip the shit out of it because maybe patch has bird bones i don't know hopefully that doesn't snap again i hope he does good i want to see this guy do good i always, i want to see every player in the nhl do good except for matthews and mckinnon because I want McDavid to win the heart. Actually, McDavid is injured this year. And last time McDavid was injured, uh, my favorite player in the entire NHL won the heart. So if this year, if, 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 if McDavid is injured for any amount of time, does Dreisaitl step into the spotlight? Does Dreisaitl become the best hockey player in the league? He's not going to be the best hockey player in the I guess he would have to be the best hockey player. No, because I guess the heart is just the person who is the most valuable to the team they play on. I guess that's a nice way of just saying that they don't have to give it to the same guy every year. I guess the Maurice Richard or well, I can't remember which one it is for the most parts. Anyways, does Dreisaitl become the heart winner if McDavid is injured. That's not a preview. That what I didn't I didn't say anything about this when I did my Western Conference because McDavid wasn't injured at that point. But you know what? I like to live wild and I like to make big dumb predictions and because that way if they come true I look like Nostradamus and if they come false I'll just be like it was a ridiculous prediction. Did you ever think it was going to come true? <laughs> you know what? Let's just say it. McDavid is injured, long-term, terrible. Oilers still make it to the playoffs. McDavid comes back near the end of the season, and they win the cup, and Dreisaitl gets the heart. That would be little inner child Dale hockey player, hockey fan wet dream, is Dreisaitl wins the heart again, and the Oilers win the cup. Oh boy, could you imagine? Could you imagine the Oilers winning the cup and just telling, and us Oilers fans just getting to tell every single hater out there, be like, the Oilers did it without McDavid. You know, because every hater of the Oilers is constantly saying, oh, all you got's McDavid. And then they had to be like, oh, all you got's McDavid and Dreisaitl. And then they're like, oh, all you got's McDavid and Dreisaitl. And last year, some of the players did good. But you didn't win the cup. So if we win the cup, we, because I'm involved in this. Sorry, Oilers. I'm emotionally attaching myself to your team. Please don't let me down. You've lost four games this season. You're one, and you're one three, and one, I think. Yeah, I should know this since I'm such an Oilers fan. They were winning when I turned the game off. They were winning against Minnesota 3-2 when I turned it off to record this. I'm going to turn this off once I'm done recording. And then I'm going to go back to the game. And hopefully, little boy Dale dreams. Little little boy. Little, little Dale's little boy dreams will come true. Uh, yeah, so that's my NHL predictions for the year. Uh, let me know what you think. Let me know if you think I should do more sports. I'm, I mean, I feel kind of guilty talking about sports because I don't know a lot about sports, like as you can see. Um, but I mean, everybody who talks about sports is just some person talking about sports. I could be some person talking about sports. So let me know if you want me to talk about sports some more, or if you want me to go back to. 
conspiracy podcast. I feel, did I talk? I don't know if yesterday when I was recording, I said I was going to try to do an episode on the moon being a spaceship for aliens. That sounds bonkers awesome, but I don't know if I said that in the first half that I recorded, so I don't want to keep repeating myself. And if I said it in the second half that got corrupted and didn't work out, then maybe that's a good teaser for you. Uh, so the Dale show, the next episode, I don't know when this will come out because I have to do research and doing research with a six month old child is pretty tough because I have to spend a lot of my time taking care of my child. And that's my excuse. It's not because I'm watching TV or playing video games and ignoring doing research because I'm tired from work and doing research sometimes feels like homework. But that's also why I want to do the moon because when I'm doing stuff, like I was thinking about doing the Maui fires and I started researching it and it was just a drag because it's too real. And it's too negative and dark. And then it just feels like homework and you got to force yourself through but if I'm talking about like David Icke talking about the moon being like a satellite for the reptilian people and keeping us in a bad mood, oh, that's good stuff. That doesn't feel like work at all. If you podcast about stuff you love, you'll never work at a podcast again in a day a day in your life, which is good because I definitely am not getting paid enough from this to be it to be work. Oh. And on that note, please check out my Patreon, Dale, The Dale Show, I think. Yeah, let me Google that because it's been so long since I went there. Pay, tree, I don't know if it's just my name or if it is the show. Let's see. The Dale Show. The Dale Show, nope. Let's see if it's Dale DeRuder. Dale DeRuder. Nope. Oh, um, maybe I'm not on here. Uh, huh. That sucks. Maybe my Patreon got frozen out. Uh, yeah, looking through. I'm oh, yeah, the Dale Show. There we go. Zero posts. Creating podcasts. Oh, maybe I should point put posts. <laughs> My banner is butts. Oh yeah. So if you sign up on Patreon, the lowest form, the lowest is four dollars a month. That gets you early access to episodes. I don't really do anything about that because I don't have a single Patreon. Hey, be my first Patreon sign up, and I you'll be my best friend forever. Um, if you sign up for the all access Patreon, which is eight dollars a month, you get logos and skulls baby uh so you get stickers there's bonus episodes and you get early access to episodes um and then the vip patron i think you get a hoodie if you do that one that one's nuts but anyways yeah go to my patreon it's patreon.com slash the dale show join up help me get paid and then uh i mean if you want me to talk about and also let me know because one of the reasons I started the Dale show is because I'm pretty into conspiracies and I keep running into conspiracies. I don't really know much about. And then I'm like, you know, there should be a spot for people to like, have like, I want this to be like a dip your toe in conspiracy level. Like, because I don't want you to have to have like your black belt in conspiracy just to understand what I'm talking about. So I try to come at things like as like an introductory, I mean, if I'm anybody's red pill daddy, that would make me so happy to know that I opened the view of the world to somebody. And if you're still, and if you're only here because you like hockey, sorry that it took a weird esoteric turn at the end there. But uh, yeah, if you want me to talk more about sports, let me know. Uh, Jeff, who is usually my co-host, um, he knows a bunch about sports. He played hockey for a long time. He raced rally cars. He fucking rides a motorbike. He's like such more of a man than me. Uh, yeah. If you want me to talk about sports, if you want me to stop saying, do you talk about sports? I will. Uh, if you want me to talk about conspiracies, I'm already going to do that, but let me know. Also give me feedback. Tell me what you think. Um, the only feedback I can remember getting recently was some lady said that my voice was horrible and she can't listen to it. And I was like, mm, that seems a bit aggressive. And if you can't listen to my voice, then 
you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast because this podcast is just my voice. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it there because I'm rambling at this point and it feels like I haven't recorded that long because I'm only doing the second half. But when I add this, oh man, I'm at 30 minutes. So when I add this 30 minutes to the other 37 minutes, this is going to be a long episode. All right, I'm just going to end it there. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming by. I'll see you next time.